Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to Basketball Conference, the ACC football podcast, college football playoff semifinal edition. Uh, my name is Joey Weaver. I'm a Georgia Tech grad and a Louisville fan. He is Mike McDaniel. He is a Virginia Tech grad and a Notre Dame fan. Mike, first question. You've seen Cavs Warriors 3. Are you ready for Clemson Bama 3? We're so programmed to see this game in the national championship that now that it's not in the national championship... I know what to expect from a game perspective, but I don't know what to expect from like an overall hype perspective because Oklahoma, Georgia is getting a lot of play in the lead up to obviously as the other semifinal game. I'm not used to having a matchup of this magnitude, Alabama Clemson in the semifinal. I mean, it seems like these are the two best teams in college football to me and they're not playing in the national championship just because of the way things fell this year. So, you know, no disrespect to Oklahoma, no disrespect to Georgia, but it seems like we might have a little bit of a championship before the championship, but no matter what happens in this game, Joey, the lead-up to a national championship is unlike anything in the sport, and it's going to be really exciting, and let's just hope that Clemson is able to represent for a third year in a row. Make no mistake, I am perfectly okay if you want to disrespect Georgia. Um, yeah, Clemson-Bama 3, Tokyo Drift, a tradition unlike any other, the whole thing. Uh, if you've Pretty much if you've had your TV on ESPN at any point in the last two years, you've probably heard something about Clemson and Alabama playing each other. Uh, this is now the third year in a row, of course, in the college football playoff that we're going to see this. This is the last two national championship games. Uh, we covered this game pretty in-depth last year, and now we get to cover it in a, the uh, semifinal capacity. So, Mike, with, without further ado, 8.45 p.m. on ESPN on January 1st, New Year's Day, in the All-State Sugar Bowl, number one, Clemson, a three-point dog uh, to the number four Alabama Crimson Tide. And first of all, it, it's intriguing to me on some level at least that the higher-seeded team is an underdog here. Do you find that appropriate? Uh, no, I don't find that appropriate. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, Go ahead. I, I find your comment appropriate. I don't find the line appropriate, <laughs> to be clear. Um, yeah, I Clemson has been the best team in college football for most of the year, and then they had the little slip-up against Syracuse, and then they started playing really well again. And then there was the end of the year. You know, they looked obviously great um, in the season finale against South Carolina. They obviously blew the doors off of Miami in the ACC championship game and looked fantastic. Alabama has been kind of a roller coaster ride. You know, they played the game close against Mississippi State. I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that Clemson has probably been more consistently dominant this year than Alabama has been. Um, Alabama's had a couple of close calls in there. I mean, the, the Texas A&M game got a little weird there for a second. Uh, the LSU game started to get a little tight there for a minute. And then they, uh, the Mississippi State game, obviously, they, uh, they damn near lost that game. Uh, and then the Auburn game, they started to look awful in the second half and got beat pretty handily. Um so that's something that we I mean, we haven't seen from Clemson recently. Now, Alabama has uh, dealt with some injury issues, especially on defense throughout of the year, and they should be healthier in this game. And so I think some of that's being factored in here. But it's I, I'm curious to kind of get your take on this where we go. So let's start uh, – we're, we're going to do what we did last year and break down when each team has the ball. So let's start when Clemson has the ball. Clemson on offense, Alabama on defense. 
what like what's the big thing that you're looking for here? Who's got the advantage? Uh, what's the key here when when uh, Clemson's got the ball? Uh, I think the key is staying on the field, and it's much easier said than done against this Alabama front seven, especially when they're healthy and have their linebackers all healthy and re- ready to go and ready to play, which hasn't been the case for most of the year. Running the football, I mean, Clemson's been excellent at it all year long, um, not just for, with their running backs, but with their quarterback as well. I mean, Kelly Bryant has been really good when he's been healthy, and he provides the dual threat. He can hurt you through the air, but his best work comes on the ground. So I think, you know, Alabama's mindset is going to be contain Kelly Bryant to the degree that you can in the running game, control the line of scrimmage as best as you can, and try to shut down the running backs that Clemson has, which, again, much easier said than done, and then try to force Kelly Bryant to throw to beat you against a really talented Alabama secondary. Who do I think has the advantage here? I I think it's Alabama's defense at full health and full strength, I think. But, again, we haven't seen Alabama at full strength all year long on that side of the ball. That's more of just a bias of, hey, you know, we know what we're dealing with with Alabama. We know what they got on that side of the ball. Clemson's offense has been a little bit more up and down, but they were playing so well towards the end of the year that you're thinking, hey, maybe something's clipping, uh, maybe something's clicking here. But at the same time, you know, they have had almost a month off. So how does Clemson's offense come out and play here against probably the best defense they've seen all year? That's the one thing I'm going to be looking for. But I think – I think Alabama probably has the edge, I, you know, just as much talent on that side as Clemson has on offense, but they've been a little bit more consistent, I'd say, even when they haven't been healthy than Clemson has been on offense. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we're going to find out is that both of these offenses can be very dangerous, but they have definitely been inconsistent uh, throughout the year, much more than you can say that about the defenses. Um these these are the number two and number three ranked defenses in the country by the S and P Plus metrics. So, uh, and and I think that's every bit well deserved. I, I believe Ohio State's is higher. That's that's the only one. Um, yeah. So to me, I, I've I've heard a lot of takes on the game last year that they played, and I think one of the key things for Clemson is that they they eventually wore down Alabama's defense. Um, they, they ran the ball a lot side to side, throwing little bubble screens, you know, getting guys out in space on the perimeter, making Alabama's defense run side to side, while also keeping the chains moving on a level that uh, it, it keeps them on the field. And by the end of the game, they had run about 40 more plays than Alabama had on, uh, on offense, and it, it tired them out. I think that that's a lot easier to do when your quarterback is Deshaun Watson and is definitely not going to turn the ball over and, uh, and, and you know, just a little more trustworthy, at least in the passing game. So that's what I, I look to see if they can still do that with Kelly Bryant. Um, I, I'm looking to see if they can get running backs out in space on the perimeter. Uh, if they can throw the ball downfield and have some success doing that. Um, I, I think it's possible. My question is whether they can execute it. But I think it's fair to say that, yeah, Alabama's defense definitely has the edge right here. And um, I, 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 I don't expect a whole lot of points to be scored. The last couple of games they've played have been pretty high scoring. I don't see Clemson scoring more than maybe 17 right now. Yeah, and I think that's fair. And you know what? 17 might be enough to get the job done, Joey, because we're about to talk about the other side of the ball. And I think I might like Clemson there, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's that's a good point. Uh, when Alabama has the ball, uh, so, I mean, Alabama on offense, Clemson on defense, 
Clemson's defense has been nothing short of, and I'm going to use a technical term here, Mike, uh, filthy. They have been absolutely filthy this year on defense. Um, basically, nobody has had a whole lot of success getting the ball moving short of uh, NC State and Syracuse, really. Other than that, I mean, most of the points that Clemson has given up has been in garbage time or certainly late in the game. We talked a few weeks ago about how if you look at their uh, the, the points that they've allowed in the first three quarters – barely anybody gets past about 10 points. Um, they're dominant up front. They're dominant in the back, in the secondary. Um, I'm really curious to see if their defensive line can hold up to Alabama's front, get some pressure on Jalen Hurts, and force him to beat you down the field. Got a question for you, Joey. Who do you trust more in the passing game? If you had to have one quarterback to beat a defense, right, the run game has been completely shut down. Do you trust Jalen Hurts or Kelly Bryant more? Hmm. That's a good question. I So a year ago, what we talked about was that the Achilles heel of Alabama's offense was that Jalen Hurts was not good at throwing the deep ball. And that's kind of one, something that you saw in the, over the course of that game was that uh, when, when forced to throw the deep ball, he couldn't do it accurately. I'm not super convinced that that's still the case. Um, I think that's something that he's developed a lot in. And so I'm, I'm not as skeptical about that as I was, and, and I'm not sure how confident I am in Kelly Bryant's ability to do it either. Um, so, uh, you know what? Go ACC. Let's go Kelly Bryant. I trust Kelly Bryant. <laughs> That's fine. I think it's pretty much a wash. You know, trick yeah. question. It's a push. Yeah. But not like either one is, you know, Peyton Manning out there throwing yeah. rockets down the field. Yeah, I, I don't think you want to be in a situation where you have to throw to win with either of these two guys. They're fine. I mean, they're decent throwing the football. It's not like um, you're running like old John Walford out there. Not new John Walford, old John Walford, um, where it was like 7 of 26 for 90 yards and two picks. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I'm with you there. And I agree with everything you said. Um, you know, I think... Clemson's strength is obviously their run defense. Um, they've been pretty good against the pass this year as well. I mean, these are two really similar defenses, which is why this game is always just a matchup of the heavyweights. Uh, you know, Clemson obviously needs to shut down the Alabama rushing attack. I mean, they'll run everybody at you. I mean, they've been doing that all year. They just rotate guys in at running back, and they just run it down your throat. So we know what to expect there. You know, I think uh, Clemson has the front seven to do it, to get the job done up front. It's just going to be a matter of, you know, will Alabama make enough plays in the passing game? And, you know, it's the same thing on both sides. Just make enough plays in the passing game to get the job done. Maybe produce a huge turnover um, on either side that could change the momentum of the game. And that's really the path to victory. And that's what we've seen in the last two national championships. Even when they have been a little bit higher scoring, Joey, we've seen a momentum-changing play on either side throughout the course of the ball game. And that really has made the difference in the previous two matchups. I expect it to make the difference again here uh, when they play on New Year's Day. Totally agree. I, I think we're in agreement there on um, kind of what to expect there. You know, I think Clemson's defense has the advantage. I think Alabama's defense has the advantage in this game. It's it's somebody's going to make one or two plays, and, and that's going to decide the outcome. And speaking of which, I, I I think it has to be noted that one of the places that a play could get made that could determine the outcome here is special teams. Um, one of the things that, that sticks out to me, Mike, looking at these two teams and that I, I think is a, a kind of an oddity is that as good and as, as 
pretty dominant as both these teams have been all year. Very inconsistent in the field goal kicking game. Uh, Alabama, you know, the two kick, two kickers, Andy uh, Papanastas and J.K. Scott, combined 16 of 22. That's not ideal. Clemson three kickers, Alex Spence, Greg Hugel, and Christian Grooms, combined 10 of 17 from field goals. Really not ideal. Not great. Yeah, so if, if these teams start getting into the red zone, you better score touchdowns because Lord knows whether you're going to hit a field goal or not. Um, so careful of that. They're also not getting a ton of uh, kicking the ball into the end zone on kickoffs. Alabama is getting touchbacks close to a 50% clip. Clemson, not anywhere near that. Uh, more like 20 to 25% in a lot of cases. Make sure so, you cover the kicks. Yeah, ton of potential for for some special teams shenanigans here. I think it's fair to say, and that's something that Alabama typically prides themselves on. So I, I I'd almost say it advantage Bama in terms of special teams here. You know, on paper, yes, but it all comes down to whether or not the plays are actually made throughout the course of the game. I mean, that's special teams is an absolute crapshoot. Neither of these teams can kick field goals, so you know maybe it's just limiting mistakes that ultimately wins the game limiting mistakes i think is is a very underrated point right because we talk about which team makes more plays which team makes the least amount of mistakes when you're so similar on both sides of the ball like these two teams are i mean both teams love to run the football uh they both have great defenses and they both have average kickers so who makes the least amount of mistakes in this football game and maybe that's the ultimately the difference in the game I think that's probably fair. It's almost yeah about as much about about making plays as much as it's about not screwing up. Mike, you're a fan of prop bets, yeah. I like prop bets. All right, I like great. any bets. I got an sorry, yeah, fair. I got an email today with some uh, interesting prop bet lines coming out of Bovada. Um, so I want to get your thought on a couple of these. Kelly Bryant passing yards over under two thirty three and a half. Under. I think under as well. Rushing yards, Travis Etienne, 54 and a half. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say under. And the only reason I'm going to say under with that, I'm not confident in that at all. Don't bet that, everybody. The only reason I'm going to say under there is because Clemson has so many backs they give it to that maybe mm-hmm. just the distribution is there. Plus, Kelly Bryant runs the ball a lot. So because of the lack of opportunities, maybe you stay under there. I don't know. But he's going to get his fair share of looks too. So, ooh, yeah. Not going to touch that. I'd say under though, I guess. Okay. I'd probably go – I might go over. He's been pretty explosive this year. He can get some – He's been good. Out in space sometimes. That's the thing though. He, t- he could take one run and just break loose and then that's it. It's over. Yeah. Both Scarborough, both Scarborough, rushing and receiving yards total, 55 and a half. Over. Yeah. We'll see how much they go to him versus Damian Harris, but I could, I could see that, yeah. I mean, you can get 25 yards rushing and, you know. A couple plays. Yeah, in a couple plays and just, I mean, it does it won't take that many touches with him. I mean, they do use him a lot out of the backfield on passing downs and that sort of thing. They like to throw those swing passes to him out of the backfield. They do run some screens. I'll take the over. What yeah. the hell? Total rushing yards for Jalen Hurts, 59 and a half. Um, for them to win, I think it's going to have to be over that. I think but, I agree with that. Um, 
yeah, I'll take I'll take the over. I'll take the over there. I agree that he needs to run the ball a lot for them. I would not be surprised if Brent Venables is is keying that front seven in on keep him in the pocket and stop the run. Oh, you we'll know, see. Let the secondary deal with the passing game. We'll see a ton of bootlegs, like a million mm-hmm. bootlegs, like the run pass option stuff. I mean, we'll see a lot of that with Hertz, which is where he can pick up his yards in the running game. But I agree with you. I mean, Venables is absolutely going to key on that because all the talks about Harris and Scarborough, but the Jalen Hurts on the bootleg, on the play action, scrambling, improvising. I mean, that's just as dangerous, obviously. Yeah. All right, last one. Not really even a prop bet, but over-under in this game is at 47, Mike. Hey, I think it's gone over 47 the last two times these teams have played, so mm-hmm. I'll take the over here as well. I was kind of thinking the same, but I'm also a little a little stuck on the thought that Deshaun Watson was in the game those those two times, and that's that's where they were having so much success throwing the ball down the field. I, I question if they can kind of get back to that this year. Um, that's, fair, that's a fair point. I, I was kind of leaning over despite me thinking this might be a defensive struggle, but... You know what? I'm gonna go under just to be a just to be a little contrarian here. That's cool. Fair. Mike, last question I have related to this game, sort of. Uh, this game is at 8:45 on ESPN once again. The game prior to that is the Rose Bowl, featuring uh, Oklahoma and Georgia. Let's just throw out there that Clemson wins the Sugar Bowl. Who does Clemson want to play out of Oklahoma and Georgia here? Uh, I think they'd much rather play Oklahoma than Georgia. I mean, Oklahoma's defense is not close to what Georgia's defense is. So I think they'd much rather play Oklahoma. Because, I mean, Clemson, I think, offensively can keep up with Oklahoma. Um, and that's what you worry about. Oklahoma scoring a ton of points. But Georgia's more of a smash-mouth game, much similar in style, obviously, to Alabama. I'd, I'd much rather see Oklahoma if I'm Clemson. Or if, um, really, if I'm Alabama, for that matter. See, I feel like both these teams would rather see Georgia. I think Georgia is so one-dimensional. Like, they can throw it, but only only if they've been able to establish the run. I mean, that's where you saw Auburn uh, kind of kick the crap out of them at Jordan Hare there a few weeks yep. ago is they couldn't get anything going in the run game, and you sure don't trust Jacob Eason to go out there and, or Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm to go out there and, and win the game for you, you know, put the team on his back. I, I think there's a very easy path to victory Easier said than done, perhaps, but a, a very clear path to victory against Georgia more so than Oklahoma. I mean, if your offenses are clicking, I mean, you'd rather see the worst defense, right? But to your point, I mean, if your offense isn't performing that well, you'd rather see a team like Georgia who offensively is more one-dimensional. I mean, it's Chubb and Michelle and then force a freshman to beat you. So I can see that point as well. I'm just going off the fact that Georgia's been playing great football. Uh, excellent defense all year long, but yeah, I don't know. I <sighs> Oklahoma's defense is just so bad. They're so bad. It's not great. Yeah, that's. I think it's getting a lot more credit than it should. Here it in is. This game. It is. It's ridiculous. Uh, from Georgia themselves. I mean, the Georgia players are going to say all the right stuff, but um, I was watching. They had a clip on ESPN today before I believe the military bowl that I was watching, and. Um, you know, we're recording this here on the 28th. And, you know, they were talking. I think it was Nick Chubb talking. And he said, yeah, you know, we know Oklahoma's got a lot of playmakers. You know, they're great defensively. They do a great job, you know, with run fills and that sort of thing. I mean, I don't know what film he's been watching. <laughs> but I've seen Oklahoma's defense play quite a bit this year. And I haven't seen that. Not consistently, anyway. Mike, Oklahoma's defense ranks 95th in S&P+. Whoops. 
That's that's not great. Um, they're 62nd in the country allowing points per game. So there's that. Yeah. Not good. Food for thought. Really bad defense. Mike, who's going to win this game? Clemson, Alabama. Clemson plus three. Uh, I got Clemson here. Clemson covers and wins outright? Yeah, I think it's uh, – yeah, I mean, they co- they cover and went outright, yeah, because they're the underdog for some reason. Yeah, I got Clemson here. I got a weird feeling about this game, and it's not good. It's not good for Clemson. I, <laughs> it's not good for Clemson because I have the same feeling, but I'm going to stick with yeah. Clemson stick with the ACC. Plus, I want that podcast leading up to a national championship. We've now done it last year. We could do it again this year. I want it. That's true. I don't know, man. Got a weird. Uh, yeah, I'll go Clemson. Clemson wins. Um, we said we're going over forty-seven here. One I think of over is, makes sense. One of us is. Yeah. Gosh, that's a lot of points. It is a lot of points, but we thought it was a lot of points in years past. I don't know what the line. I can't remember what the lines were, but I remember there were a lot of points scored, and we didn't think there would be. Mm-hmm. So. Do you think Alabama just comes out and plays pissed off, though? That's what I'm worried about. They come out, not that Clemson won't. I mean, Clemson's always well-prepared under Dabo, but they come out and they're like, hey, we feel disrespected. Nobody thinks we should be here, which is absurd because they're Alabama. Um, you know, there's a lot of fallout over them being put in instead of Ohio State. Maybe they come out really pissed off, just blow the doors off Clemson. I mean, I, I don't see it, but that's what I think I'm guarding against. I can't see this game being a blowout I either direction. Yeah, I can't either. It's got to be within 10, and that might be too yeah. much. I mean, it might be, like, inside a touchdown makes sense to me. Anyway, I mean. Yeah. Mm, I'm really I'm really uh, fighting this one. Fine, let's go Clemson 28-24. Go Clemson. We'll t- we, let's just say we're doing it for the podcast because – I don't have a good feeling either way about this. This is a complete coin flip. Yeah, I think I think so. I I am interested in the fact that this is a whole three point spread. I, I thought it'd be closer to a pick'em or you know Clemson minus one or something like that. I, I, the spread's not really changing how I approach this game. I'm it, in any case, I'm thinking about just take the points. You know, it's such a toss up. Like take the points and and whatever happens happens. But in any case, yeah, sure, give me Clemson twenty eight twenty four. Better value with that underdog anyway. Yeah. Could be an exciting finish, you know, come from behind at the very last minute. Happened last year. Could happen again. It's happened before. Yeah, it has. Mike, this has been fun. Enjoy the playoff game. Will do. All right. In the meantime, you guys can find us on Twitter. I'm at FTRS Joey. He is at Mike McDaniel ACC. And together we're at BC Podcast ACC. Y'all can send us an email to the longest email address, no demand, basketball conference podcast at gmail.com. Nailed it. We haven't gotten an email in a while, so some of y'all uh, get on that. Uh, I know Andrew Parker knows what that address is, but other folks Andrew. Uh, come find us. Andrew. Hey, Andrew. I think Andrew added me on LinkedIn the other day. Um, nice. You can, y'all find me on LinkedIn if you want. I'm on that too. Uh, y'all can find us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, the Overcast app, and other places. And Mike, where else can they find us on the social medias? Facebook. Facebook.com slash basketball conference. Rate, review, find all of our podcasts there. You can, you should, please do. Uh, Mike, anything else before we get out of here? I am good, bye. Enjoy the playoff game. Have a happy new year. Uh, We will be back afterwards to recap and then to, uh, you know, 
probably to talk about a national championship game since we're both picking Clemson to win. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Mike's been fun. We'll talk soon. Sounds good, man. All right. Until then, for Mr. Mike McDaniel, I am Joey Weaver. Thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you again soon. And until then, go ACC. Go ACC.